The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The first time he gave me like a nice giggle to act like it was funny. Yeah. And then the second time he was like, okay, you're a loser now. And that's when you realize, oh, wait a second. That first time might have been bad too now. That was enough. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. It's Chris Sims. It's Chris Sims Unbuttoned. And that's right. I am the loser. There is one loser at this (laughs) desk. It is me. I'm a dork. I'm not cool. People would disagree with that. And Ahmed is here, and he's the cool, professional, classy guy, as always. No, 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 no. There are people that think we're both dorks. (laughs) Okay, good. Thanks. You're in the dork boat with (laughs) me. I'm in the dork boat. You're right. You definitely would have been next to me at the club doing that with me, with Chris Catan, thinking it's funny. Right. Yeah, yeah, we were awesome there. Yeah. We were so simpatico right there. I'm sure he appreciated that. That's like my mom all the time. It's just like I find someone who went to Syracuse or something like, or grew up in Michigan. Yeah. And she was like, oh, man, did you talk about that? I was like, this is a famous person that probably comes up to people all the time. It's like, I grew up in the same state as you. It's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, when you're in the public eye, you can have weird things like that. Like every now and then I have a somebody who I met once. Right. Yeah. And now I see them again nine months later and they'll be like offended. I don't remember their name. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude. We met in the parking lot. I meet 900 people a day who come up to me. Hey, I love your dad. Full Sims. I, yeah. I saw you. What about where you raped Jalen Hurts? I mean, I have shit like that every day of my life. So, yeah. you know, excuse me, but I, yeah, I don't know what people think. What do sometimes. you say? Do you go, oh, buddy, thanks, buddy. Oh, good seeing you again, buddy. Hey, yeah, what hey what's do. up, dude? Hey. It's hard sometimes. Well, it yeah. is. I'm, I'm horrible with names. I'm great with faces. Like, I'm, I, I don't forget a face. I'm pretty good that way. But names, like, if I don't get to see it, a little bit, right? Where like the names outside some of the offices we have here. Yeah, I can. I well, I know these people's names because of that. I've seen it a few times, and I look in the office and go, "Oh, that's you know, that's Tim. Tim's there, right?" Where other, you know, if I don't have that, I'm always like, "Man, what did they tell me that time I yeah. met them?" Like, and I can't forget. And I you choke need to wear name tags like Cody Mark. Remember him? You had no idea who he was. <laughs> exactly He's almost right. a first round offensive lineman. Uh, thanks <laughs> to our friend, the crap out uh, Jake of me. Croucher. All right, so we're going to do names here yeah. today. So we are I hope you names. remember these names. Right. The names of the quarterbacks on mm. your top 40 countdown list. We're making our way through. We're going from 24 to 20, making a list. which is five players. Right. I always get thrown off by that. You go 24, 20, that Gets sounds everybody. like four. What's up like with that in sports, right? Everybody do- does that in sports. I always get it like with career, like people's careers, right? Yes. Where they just add. And I'm like, no, this isn't an addition. This is someone's life. They lived that year. We didn't just, you know, add, don't add it on. Yeah, I played 94 to 96. We're like, oh, that's two years. Right. No, no, it's three. It's three. We played in 94, right? I, get it, I see it with my dad a lot because he's 79 to 93. Uh huh. So people go, oh, your dad in his 14 year career. And I go, damn, no, he 15. Yeah. That 15th year was a good year. Although I can't there, forget that. Yeah, there might be a year in the middle there that he wants to throw out. <laughs> yeah, at some I'm point. sure there's 
There's you know. a few, yeah. Um, so we're doing five quarterbacks five today. Quarterbacks. We're also, uh, we'll, we'll, at the end of this pod, yeah. we're going to reveal who did not make the list. Right. And so I think we're getting to the point where if you have not heard a name and he's kind of a borderline quarterback, he ain't going to be on this up. list. He ain't right. coming That's up. That's right. So, so we've got all of our quarterbacks today in one tier. One tier. So bef- before we, what? yeah, I was gonna say before we get to it. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. But before sorry. we get to that tier, was... we got Wyatt and EJ who have been in the lab again. They do all the creative stuff here. You know, <laughs> yeah. we try to match their intensity and their creativity, but uh, they're they're amazing at it. Um, is this what you were? Thinking uh, yeah, about? I was okay. like, wait, I didn't see this. I just kind of stumbled upon it. That's why I you have a song you. now. I thought you were about to skip it. I, I know, I almost was, but I went back. We have a song now, right. thanks to those two. Here it is for the top forty countdown. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback list. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback list. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback list. <laughs> Okay. All right. I like okay. quarterback, quarterback, quarterback list. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback list. I can list. really speak that fast. Right. Yeah, I, I think we can. You He's know. got something working today, too, EJ, right? EJ and Wyatt are very creative. That was well done there. Uh, but they're doing something about my injuries. Like, they're going like, oh. to make fun of me about Have my injuries. Have fun at your expense right. about all the things. Right. All the things yeah. that have gone wrong with me. I guess I listed off a few the other day. They didn't realize <laughs> I had those, too. So. While you were playing and later in life. Because well, you probably or, had more injuries later in life than even, even though you had the spleen thing while you were playing your back has been hurting you yeah which i think is partly but i actually had them before life right so sports like pre-football i i broke my ankle and my foot playing basketball before i even got to the nfl right i also had a stress fracture in l4 l5 in my back where i had to wear a back brace for like four months my freshman year in high school i had that i in in the NFL, I separated my shoulder once. In high school football, I separated my shoulder once. Both my right shoulder, right? Uh, and then, let me make sure I got this right. Of course, the spleen thing. Got the bell rung a few times, which yeah. now would be a serious concussion. Sure. And um, I got hit by a car. That was the other one. That shocked him. And I was like, well, yeah. And don't forget, I got 100 stitches in my face, and my front four teeth are fake. And they were like, what? Your front four teeth are fake? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, how did that happen? I go, I got hit by a car. I was 12 years old. Didn't look up and down the street. I never heard that one. You before. never knew that. I yeah. Never knew so, that one. so my lip. See if you see. I know you know it happened when I was tall, but I have a scar right here. Okay. Right. I can see my, that. My my teeth went through my lip. Oh my gosh. On my right side. Right. So I I did not look up and down the street, which yeah. is you know young kids please do that. I was yeah. racing my friend. His oh, driveway man. led across the street into my driveway. Right. Bad day to win the race. Oh. I was winning, and my neighbor and it's a residential street. She was a younger, uh, a younger female, awesome woman, right? And she was kind of on the wrong side of the road. And yeah. not that it was her fault, but either way, her bumper hit the pedal. I actually didn't get hit by the car. The bumper hit the pedal, and I flipped over the car and landed flat on my face. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, flat on my face to where, like I said, I knocked my front four teeth out, had to get 60-something stitches in my lip, another 20 on my chin, and I had a horrible concussion. So I'm excited to see what that graphic oh might look gosh. like. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, if you needed more ammunition, more information, <laughs> we just got it. Yeah. Um, and your dad was probably like, well, there it goes. There goes his NFL career. It was it's training gone. camp. It was training camp, oh, too, I can God. remember. And I can still remember my dad running into the emergency room in a panic, right, because people have just told 
told him, hey, your son's got hit by a car. You need to leave practice. Yeah. He didn't really know. There's no cell phones then. It's 1992, right? Right. So it's not like he's on the phone, like, checking in. He's just driving 100 miles per hour to the hospital. But, yeah. Who was his coach then? Uh, that was post Parcells. So that was Ray Hanley. Okay. Yeah, he's probably happy. He's I was going like, to say. Man, we're not yeah. very good. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, I was going to say, Parcells may cut him. Be like, I don't care. Just his teeth. He can get new teeth. All right. Uh, all right. So more, uh, more information for the guys making that Great. in the future. So let's do it. Yeah. We're on the uh, the tier. It's one tier. A tier that Ahmed can't say. <laughs> I can't. The host can't explain the tier. Should he be allowed no. to be the host of the show if he can't actually say the tier? Your I don't name's know. On the, your name's on the podcast, <laughs> so you should be saying the and, tiers anyway. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. But this is the shit or get off the pot tier. Yes. Okay? That's where we're at right here. We saved that line for me. We always try to come up with some creative names for the tiers, and I just threw it out there on text yesterday. And then this morning, you know, I always batty your guys' creativity. You're like, no, Eric, we're going to go with shit or get off the pot. That's uh-huh. pretty good. Yeah. So that's where we're at here. Well, it's very descriptive, too, because I think all of these players are, with a good year, they're like, oh, that's a legit starter you can win with this person. He can take you far into the playoffs, maybe yeah. even win a Super Bowl. And with a bad year, it's just like, this guy is a backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's seriously. time to find the new quarterback. Seriously. That's a little where we are right here. And uh, let's have some fun and start digging in. Let's start with 24. 24. That's right. I'm a believer still. Don't give up on this guy. Baker Mayfield. Okay. Yeah. What up, Baker? I like the graphics. Good job, EJ and Wyatt. Once again, man, that looks sharp right there. You know, I think where you start with Baker, right? The biggest thing is there's two things in some of the shittiest situations you can be in the last two years. I mean, yeah, of course, Carolina and what they were early in the year. There's a reason they fired their head coach, right? There's that. And then, you know, the year before that, gutting it out and playing with an injury, right? Am I, am I, am I, am I right there? Yeah, getting it out, yeah, playing with an injury, through an injury in 2021. And get screwed over by a football team, right? And then also within Cleveland, not maybe necessarily playing on an offense that was incredibly quarterback-friendly either there at that time. So, you know, those have worked against him. But let's not forget this, too. All right. This Baker Mayfield has an elite arm. It's elite. It's one of the stronger arms in the NFL. Now it's a blessing and a curse. He can make some throws and wow, oh my gosh, you know, what a play. Here they oh, he moved him in the field goal position, whatever. And the bad Baker Mayfield is, oh, well, come on, you can't fit it into every tight window, right? Like we talk about with a lot of big-arm quarterbacks. So those would be the two main things I think that jumps out to me more than anything. But, man, there are still a lot of starting-caliber-type qualities from Baker Mayfield. So I want to get into those starting-type qualities, but the argument's going to be, it's like, how good can he be? The Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, so they got tired of him. He goes to the Panthers. They let him go. He goes to the Rams, and he wins his first game there which was crazy because he was there for like 15 minutes or some crazy story like that, but then didn't win after that. And so I think people are ready to be like, enough teams have now moved on that if you think he's now going to be something that he hasn't been the last couple of years, you're just, it's wishful thinking. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, that's where, you know, that's why we're here doing this to apply the context of the situation, right? Yeah, no, that Brown situation, we explained it there. He was injured. He was trying, hey, he tried to gut it through. We've used it against him. And then they got in the Deshaun Watson situation and screwed him over. I mean, screwed him over royally. Like, as much as we've seen a starting quarterback get screwed over in a situation in recent history. Like, oh, yeah, all the teams have their quarterback. Now we're going to release you and get a new quarterback. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Right? So that was tough. You know, last year, hey, you know, it wasn't good. But when you go back and watch it, you still see a lot of good from Baker. I do. 
I look at it and go, first off, the offense sucked. Okay, let's just start there. It sucked. The team wasn't very good. The offense wasn't very creative. We're talking Carolina. Carolina. And they didn't know what their mantra or how they wanted to attack the game. They didn't know. They didn't know. You know who else didn't look good in Carolina last year that everybody thinks is awesome now? Christian McCaffrey. Right. So the team matters, right? Christian McCaffrey didn't leave running for 20 yards a game on 10 carries, right? What's the matter with him? Why can't he run for 100 yards? Something must be wrong. But we don't ever give the quarterback the benefit of the doubt. You watch that and go, okay, wait, no running game, right? Other than DJ Moore, you know, nobody you're really scared of in the past game that way. Okay, pass protection, kind of a young O line. They're you know their second pick or third pick of the draft. They were not great early in the year, and then when you start to break it down too, you start to go, man, he had a lot of drops in Carolina. Like holy crap! I mean, there's a lot of plays and throws where you go, the ball's on the money. It should be a first down. They should be in field goal territory. No, they're punting the ball now. And now we go, oh, they don't score any points with Baker Mayfield. And it's like, no, Tommy Tremble dropped that. No, Moore dropped this, right? So, you know, that's where, you know, I'm, I'm here. We're here trying to fight against some of the narratives that are out there uh, right. about him. So if it goes well in Tampa where he is right now, and we'll right. talk about that, and maybe he still has to fend off Kyle Trask. If it goes well for, for Baker Mayfield in Tampa in that system, what are we seeing? What are his abilities able to do? I, I think, I think like, if he has – I first off think it could be an offense that could fit him, right, pushing the ball down the field a little bit, right? And, and his ability – one, like I said, the big arm um, – the ability to fit the ball in the tight windows on the run, his arm is equally like impressive where you go, whoa, I mean, that is a big-time throw right there. What I look at, and then when you go to the Rams film, right, and the Rams film wasn't perfect, but when you get into the Rams film, you go, well, here's an offense and a coach that was quarterback friendly and knows what it's like to play quarterback and doesn't ask him to do unrealistic things and has answers. Oh, when this team breaks this blitz, let's check to this. Or, you know, you got to throw the ball hot here, right? And he took advantage of all those. Those are things he was not applied with in the previous spot. So, yeah, it'd be hard. I, we could put a lot of quarterbacks in Carolina last year early on in the year. i go, it ain't going to look good, even though they're good, right? So, you know, release is quick, but it's not lightning quick, okay? You know, he does move well in the pocket just as I go through a few of the attributes. He yep. plays bigger than his size. That's one thing that always jumps out about me with Baker Mayfield. He ain't afraid to stand in there. I don't ever get the sense he can't see down the middle of the field, right? Right? He thinks he's 6'4", 250. And that's, I love that about Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, we talked about he can get impatient, but for the most part, he's a good decision maker. He is tough. The eyes are always down the field. You know, his ability to run and all that, it's average for this day and age in the NFL. He's not very fast or anything like that. But, you know, I think what you do see is when you within an offense that gave him some answers and some rhythm to it, he could execute that. And you saw that whether it's the Raiders game when his first game there or the Broncos game on Christmas Day right. where he was surgical that way. And that's where I still think Baker Mayfield can do those type of things. So let's take a look at what he looks like in a Bucks uniform. I think we have some video. Kristen, if you're back there, here he is. Okay, here he's throwing. Oh, good. Completion, 15-yard gain, maybe a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, his, he's got – a great arm. You can see he's got good legs. He oh. can throw the ball. Good catch right there. You can see that he can throw the ball with power, with great ease. One thing that you and I have talked Ooh. about, and it's right Incomplete. there. Well, the, the one thing that you, you and I talked about before with him is he can have a tendency because of his big arm, and I don't know why he does this, he looks for more, right? 
Like, where, remember we've had this conversation maybe a little more two years ago where you're like, wait, you're, you're throwing it 102 miles per hour. Why are we digging back to throw it 105, you know, and then lose control of the football? That is something that can trouble him from time to time. Yeah, it's like and, when you were talking to Josh Allen about that same thing, about how often do you throw 100 miles an hour? And he goes, maybe once, twice a game. Exactly, exactly. You don't need to do that. Right, you're 97, your 97 mile per hour fastball is plenty strong to hit all the throws in football and then some. So we'll see where it goes. But again, I think it's, it's very fair to think that, one, he's got talent. He's got leadership skills. We've seen him mature in front of our eyes. He wasn't a distraction or anything, even though getting screwed over for the last year and a half. He does bring an edge in leadership to your football team. We know that, and we see that. And then when you drop into that Carolina film a little bit, you see, whoa, they can't run, they can't protect the ball, and there's a lot of freaking drops, right? And there we are, everybody telling me McCaffrey's one of the best running backs in football, and I go, well, let's go watch the Carolina film. He doesn't look like it then. But we don't ever give the quarterback any of that benefit, and I, I can't stand that, and that's why we're here. If you're wondering whether he does still have that edge, as you just mentioned that he does, he no. was talking just, uh, I think it was just a day ago, at a training camp about the Bucks having pretty bad odds to, to win the, the, with the division, or is it, I don't even know what the odds are for, but yeah, to win the division, even though they won it last year with a losing record. Uh, here was Baker talking about the odds that, that Vegas has put on them this year. I played in this division last year, and I'm pretty sure the Bucks won it still, so... Um. I don't really care what the people in, in Vegas are putting odds on it because it's uh, it's May. We haven't we haven't played a real snap of football. There's a long way to go before that, and uh, yeah, it's just the time of year where everybody's pretty bored and they don't really have much to talk about, and uh, it, it makes it fun. I mean, don't have stuff to talk. We're doing a top forty quarterback countdown. It's we crucial. Have a, we have a ton to talk people about. Can't live without this. Um, so, will he be the starter all year? That's another question out there because I think he is battling. At least that's what they want to portray: is that it's a quarterback competition yeah. with Kyle Trask, a I guy think that's they fair. drafted what in the second round just a couple of years right. ago. So, this is Gofi's top ten. It says, do you see starter potential in Kyle Trask? Do you think sitting behind Brady will be a big impact for his career? So. Who knows? Do you, do you think we could see Kyle Trask at some point this year beat out a guy like Baker Mayfield? I, I think it's going to be more of a team thing. I don't think he's just going to beat Baker Mayfield out. I don't. Now, no, to the, the question there, and it's a good question, yeah, I do think Brady will have an impact on his career. You know, I, I already saw some of that. I feel like Trask has improved his throwing motion, which I did not love coming out. But – you know, one thing I know for sure is that Baker Mayfield's going to have a clear advantage over Kyle Trask throwing the football. Like I said, Baker Mayfield's arm, there's a reason he was the number one pick in the draft. It wasn't like he was just throwing wet noodles out there. He also, you know, what was it, two years ago, I think threw the, the farthest ball in the air out of any player in the NFL, right? That just speaks to, this, again, I don't think people realize how explosive that arm is. Um, you know, but... I don't expect him to relinquish that job. I mm. think it's going to be him. You know, the, the way I see that playing out, I, I mean, this is last chance for Baker in a lot of ways. You know, like we said, shit or get off the pot time, where if, like, if it doesn't work out, he would definitely be relegated to a backup position next year and then have to wait for a chance again. Yeah. He's been gifted this opportunity. But it's a real competition. You know that just because of what they're paying him. But he doesn't care because he's looking at it and going, I know I'm better than this guy. I'm going to go. Go get it. Can the team be good enough so where he can show us all that he has to offer? Yeah. That's going to be the big question. So you think even though he's in this tier with everyone else, you, you think he's going to crap? 
He's going to do his business in that toilet. I do. I think he's going to do that. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not going to leave without crapping in that pot. No, that's right. It's time to crap, and he's going to do it. He's doing that for sure. <laughs> that might be the most crazy thing you've ever said on the show, in the history of the show. Imagine playing that to Baker and saying that's a compliment. We think you're going to take a dump in the toilet. Yeah, we think you're going to do it this year. <laughs> All right, well, the, the jury's still out on this next guy. Number 23 on your list. Will he crap in the pot? <laughs> Uh, number 23 this might surprise some people I know but Justin Fields will come in as number 23 the Chicago Bears starting quarterback you know again Greek God we got that insane runner like insane like where you go it's insane enough to when you put him up there with some of the better receivers and running backs in football, you go, it's as dangerous as some of those guys in the open field. But his throwing is a collection of great plays with no consistency. In fact, his overall quarterback game is that. And that's where he's 23 for me, right? Yeah, I, you know, I know. Hey, look, you look at some of the games where he had good stats and good runs, and you go, ooh, ooh but, but they lost. And he still made a number of – you know, mistakes or bad throws in those games to where I just I can't buy into it yet. I got to see a little bit more before I can start to say, oh, he's ready to take over the world here or or do something special. Right. Uh, I think, you know, where are the bad throws coming from? Why are they happening? His motion is still funky and he has no confidence in his throwing, right? He turns down more what I would call NFL open throws than anybody I watched in the top 40, where you go, now he's open. You know, it's tight, but that's NFL open, and he doesn't want to throw it because he doesn't trust where it's going to go. And that, I know. I've been there. I've been there before, too, where you lose confidence, your mechanics are a little off, and go, wait, I don't control it. And you start to turn down plays. And your coach goes, well, why didn't you throw it there? And you go, oh, I, you make up an excuse. Oh, I just didn't – I saw a little color flash or something like that. And it's actually like, no, I was just a wimp, and I don't know if I can really trust where I'm going to throw the ball right now. So here's, here's going to be the problem for you yes. is that, that I think the narrative out there on Justin Fields is he is a, a future star. Like his throwing is good enough, and it just makes that, that running, which is kind of where you've ranked him here, right? Yeah. It's like that running is so elite that that almost alone puts him here at 23. Right. And if he was just to take a little bit of a step forward, he could be in the teens and flirting with top 10. Is that the potential of Justin Fields if he was able to take that next step? I think so, yeah. Football? Yeah, he could be a guy, certainly. But, the, the, you know... Again, with all that and the highlight plays and all that we're talking, we're still talking about way below average consistency and surgicality throwing in the football game, throwing in, in the throwing game, right? You know, it's all those highlights and everything else. They, you know, they broke out the wildcat offense and did everything like that. It translated in one win, right? And that's where you get into it and you see that. You start to go, wait. You know, hey, this is awesome when you play it on ESPN or NBC Sports highlights. Yeah, those are these are cool to watch. But then you start to break down the game, and you go, oh man, he 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 missed this throw. Ooh, or he should have thrown it and didn't throw it. My Detroit Lions game last year. Right, exactly. Maybe one right. of the craziest runs that we saw in the NFL last craziest year. Craziest runs ever, but also threw a pick six and mixed some like wide open people in some big moments. Right, if I remember correctly in that game, it's yeah. not a game I went back and watched film for for this specific exercise there. But yeah, and with this throwing to get back to that, it's still too elbowy. Right When I really break him down, and I wish I would have brought a football for him because I meant to, you know what I mean by elbowy. And if people are watching, you know, it, it, it's, it's this. 
you know, I understand a lot of people get their arm to this spot, but they don't start with let me get it to the spot and then try to throw it. It happens like naturally within the unfolding of other things is when people get to that position. So he starts there. Right? Which I want to go, would you punch somebody by starting there? Would you do anything with power by go, let me jack my elbow up and do this? Right? Nothing would I do to go, that's going to be optimal power. Mm-hmm. Right? So he is that. The other thing that really, because I, I knew you were going to ask me that question, is he, the ball is so far away from his body. That's another thing that I noticed where, like, you know, Rodgers, Allen, Mahomes, the ball is right here underneath their chin here. He, at times when he's starting to throw, his, throw the ball, you could put a person in between him and the ball. It's like he's got it around somebody. Like somebody's there, like he's bear hugging, and the ball's on the other side of the, the, their, their body. Where you're going, like, well, why all the space? Why invite the extra, extra you know, room to move and let your arm get out of you know, the perfect mechanical position it should be? So those are things... That I go into. So let me hit on some other ones here, yes, too. All yes. right? I'm sorry. No, no, no. No. You know, yeah, I talk about the throwing, right? He doesn't throw great spirals. The ball can blow up on him a little bit, especially in the win in Chicago. You know, his motion, he's, his, his throwing motion is slow for this day and age in the NFL. It's very deliberate, and his arm is not real strong. I, it's not. And I don't know. I think his arm is strong. I think he's afraid to step on the gas because he doesn't know where it's going to go if he steps on the gas, right? It's like a pitcher who has bad command. Bass command. He's like, man, I just don't want. I'm going to keep throwing the curve and the change up and the slider because every time I throw the fastball, it's a ball, yeah. right? So I think there is that. Thank you for That's a good way to exactly say it. Now he's tough as hell. You, t- you know, his running is insane. He's one of the most dangerous runners in the NFL, any position in the open field. I love all that. He can't flick it as a thrower because of some of those mechanical motions, sure. right? You know, and hey, the other thing too is you watch the games, they don't trust him. I mean, they don't trust him. You can tell whether they, they go long periods of times without not having him having to make a decision or make a throw or whatever. You know, I've never seen a team who got in third and eight and third and nine more and said, well, we'll just run it or throw a screen. We don't want to where it's like, no, no, but that's that doesn't mean you're a top quarterback in football because the top quarterbacks in football, everyone's going third and eight. That's all right. Our guys get he's good in third down. We're going to open up the playbook. In fact, this is great because we can be aggressive and he'll be aggressive. We'll get the first down. Right. They have to almost do the opposite at times. You can't be a top quarterback in football if they're scared to call the plays they want to call on third down. Sorry. I'm just sorry. But what about this what if, yeah. what if you can still be a successful NFL team because he is so good as yeah. a runner and we saw it last year yeah they started designing things for him as right. a runner he had 76 rushing yards per game which led all NFL quarterbacks and was yeah. right up there he was over a thousand yards last year I mean he was he was up there total 1100 yeah over 1100 yards as Pete says in my ear I don't want to shortchange Justin Fields so he is so good at that part of his game that you know what even if he does have these deficiencies that you talk about you can scheme around that and you can design an offense that could be pretty dangerous that's what they're trying to do DJ Moore right now right DJ Moore Claypool Mooney Cole Komet Roshan Johnson those are pretty good weapons yeah they draft you know O-line's going to be better drafted an O-lineman right you know they're going to try to fit the the Jalen Hurts mold, right, and and try to do that and just try to, I think, run that type of offense, and we'll see if we get growth. It is a little Jalen Hurtsy in that fact that, you know, again, I know people got on me for Jalen Hurts last year, but I want to go, wait, wait, you know, 
you know, like the Eagles were, even though the best roster in football, like the odds were like the 10th best team to make the Super Bowl last year before the season. Why? Because people didn't know if Jalen Hurts could do that. They didn't know he can. It, can he make some throws in a big game? He improved that. I got to see that from Justin Fields before I can start to say, oh, he's a top 10, 12, 14 quarterback, right? That's just the way I look at it. And then yep. here there's some other things that are less than with Jalen Hurts. Okay. He's definitely not the leader Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts is arguably like the best leader in football, right? So there's that, right? There's also, you know, Jalen Hurts, even though his arm is still not special, had better control over the ball than Justin Fields does. I, I, I want to make that clear. And played the position better in the pocket. You know, there's too many plays where I look at J- Justin Fields and just go, he's not even looking downfield. He's just looking somewhere to run. Or I don't even know what he's looking at, right? There's some of that. And I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm just trying to tell everybody, you know, what I'm honestly seeing. And that's where I got into. It's a collection of cool plays and no rhythm, consistency, and all that. Right. You know, not great anticipation, all that. So there's just – it's all throwing bases where the negativities are there. There's too many NFL open wide receivers where the ball is not thrown or off target, Right. And that's where he's really got to progress this well, year. Well, I'm not going to let you stop there. I'm going to throw right. another negative thing at you because oh, okay. we saw in that last graphic he yeah. has 55 sacks, so he was sacked 55 times. That also led all, all it, NFL that's quarterbacks. That's why he's not good at that. Get the, where do I go with the ball when so I get me, pressure and all that? Let me throw that, something right? at you here. There's another yeah. podcast out there that talks about football. I thought we were the only one, <laughs> but I guess there's more out there. Uh, Locked on NFL scouting. This is Kyle Krabs who is on a podcast talking about this, and he said, and I want to get your reaction to this, I don't think it's necessarily a reading of the field issue for Justin Fields. I think it's by the time he gets back there and back of the pocket and set up to throw, there's not the proper cadence in his drops to go with some of the route concepts. And so he was making the point that maybe he doesn't have that urgency getting back to the back step of his five-step drop or whatever it is. Sure. And that by the time he gets back there, some of the route concepts are too late and he's just too slow. On I, I, I definitely see a handful of those every game where you go, you know, there, there's not every, you know, you know, you played a little quarterback. Not every five-step drop is the same, right? Yeah. There's plays where John Gruden would go, hey, I want a big five here on this play. Stretch it out. I want one, two, big three, big four, big five, gather, throw it up. And then we could have the same play and still a five-step drop, and you go, hey, I need a, you know, big first two, and then I need a quick three, four, five, and get the ball out of your hands here. And that's the rhythm of the play. And, yes, those are the nuances I'm talking about. And then it leads to, you know, other things where it's like, wait, that guy's already out of his break now because I was a little too slow, and now I don't even look to the second. Or you look at the second and you go, well, you're way too late for the second, right? And now it's let me run or do whatever, right? And that's, you know, again, this is where he has to improve. It's can the, he? Can he? I think he can. He showed growth. He did. But it, it's going to be – it's gonna be. This is one where I, I'm, and it's it's gonna be an uphill battle. Yeah. Again, there's a reason. I've said this on the show with Florio. There's a lot of people. I, you know, a lot of people that believe that if Bryce Young was six two, that the Bears would have traded Justin Fields and drafted Bryce Young, right? It's just the size thing scared them. There's a reason those rumors were out there. You know, they're they're seeing some of the things I'm seeing. Of course, they're a little scared. Not great anticipation. Doesn't see windows. You know, I told you, I don't think his arm is necessarily really strong, all right? And uh, we'll just see, see where it goes from here. But, you know, those, those are some of the negatives, and he's an awesome, awesome person, player, runner, physical specimen. But as you know and I know, right, we've only seen 
you know, one running type quarterback get to the Super Bowl, and he was on clearly the best team in football, right? Yeah. And the Eagles, and they still didn't win playing that way, right? To a team that was lesser than them. So that's where it's just again, it's it's hard to win that way. Just I'm yeah. going to run, 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 run. You got to do some of the other stuff. But he is so good at that, and he makes so many great plays. Oh, I love, and he scares I love the shit out of me. I love watching he him. He could play. be a fantasy. I mean, Matthew oh, Barry might have, have him the number one guy. And he's number seven right now. Okay, but he could have him as like my guy, who J- Jalen Hurts was last year. He sure. was like his guy that right. he would take his take a stab at right. in a draft and so yeah yeah ride or die that's right ride or die guy and uh it could be justin fields i know i, I haven't know. talked to matthew but i, I i'm getting that feeling yeah. that that could be the guy this yes. year all right so one thing's guaranteed though you will be talking to chicago sports media throughout the year and you'll be either talking them off a ledge on justin fields or trying to defend yourself on why you're not as well is it, it, go is back it and hilarious has gone like full 360 right <laughs> it, i mean you you does. know how i was I was a jerk early on in his career when he got drafted, and they wanted to hear why I'm so wrong in my evaluation yes. to where we're in the season last year, and then you saw me do a Chicago interview right here at this desk, and it was they were all negative, and I'm sitting there trying to stick, them, stick up for them now yeah. and bring them back to reality. The truth is in the middle there somewhere. You know, definitely. There are some things that I absolutely love and that are elite about his game. And like I said, I wouldn't have traded him because of that elite running ability and what you can do around him. Right. And now let's just see. Hey, let's just we drafted him. Let's see if we can make him, you know, better in these areas and start to formulate the offense that makes sense around him. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it pains me to say that because I've made it very clear. I hate the Bears. Oh, we know. know? So it's just like for me to talk positively of one of their players, it hurts. Around any corner, within every battle. And with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. At Amica Insurance... We know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, we're getting to the middle of your rankings here. We're almost dead in the center, so I think it's time. You know what time I it is then, time. right? <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, baby, here we go. It's Jimmy Garoppolo time. Yeah, not quite dead in the middle. He's 22 this year, which is kind of an upset. Yeah. So the previous four summers, <laughs> he has been 20, 
21, and then 20, and then 21. So Pete notes here, if he does well in Vegas, he'll be 20 next year. If he does poorly, 21. So, I mean, this is where you start and you work from here every single year. Start with Jimmy and then go, is he better than Jimmy? Is he worse than Jimmy? <laughs> Seriously. So you can group it to be It is amazing. You guys laugh. I laugh about it, too. It's kind of one of those unintended consequences here of yeah. this where it's like, once we get around 19 to 22, Jimmy G is coming up. Yeah, does he have superstar potential? No. Do I think it's like... If he plays his best football and is hitting on all cylinders, do I think he can be a guy that's in the top 12, 13? Yeah, I do, definitely. But he hasn't done that, you know, in, 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 in quite some time here. But here's where, you know, I'll start my headline with Jimmy Gar- Gar- Garoppolo. He played some of his best football last year, right? I mean, after just getting the rust off from no training camp and the Broncos Sunday night football game, he made and played some of the best I've seen him play. Now, within that and why he's part of 22, he's still good for one. He, he could play a game where you'd go, great throw, great throw, great decision, great throw, great throw. And then you go, damn, full Tropic Thunder just like that out of nowhere? Just full Tropic Thunder. We've made all these great throws and been precise and everything, and then all of a sudden we just went back to, like, Josh Allen in Wyoming and just said, I can get it in there, or I'm going to fall backwards and throw the ball up. That's one thing hopefully – Josh McDaniels can can work out of him. I'm interested to see how he functions in that offense because I, I relate, you know, Josh McDaniels and Kyle Shanahan is like they're pretty fairly similar, like offensive geniuses. Yes, they don't sure. do things the same way, right, but that's it's like, right. So, like for me, well, like Kyle Shanahan was over Jimmy. Obviously, they got Trey Lance and they wanted to move on, and now they got Sam Darnold there. He's talking more positively positively about Sam Darnold maybe than he's talked about Jimmy G in his whole career. But then, obviously, Josh McDaniels saw something that he likes in in Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean, is this a situation where are we going to see something different from Jimmy Garoppolo, or is he going to be functioning pretty close to how we've seen him so far? It's it's like uh, you you said it all right right there. You're right. It's it's two of the best minds in the game, but there is a different approach on how they play the game, like Shanahan and McDaniels. If I had to break this down, because I think it's a good question, it's a good conversation, Kyle's a little bit like, I'm going to set it all up, and if you just listen to me and read this one guy and make the throw, it's going to be awesome, right? Where, so it's all on that. And sometimes, as we were talking about, Jimmy G is like, I know what Kyle said, but I'm going to do this. And then it's like interception, and you're like, what? Ah, Why did you do that? You fucking idiot, right? Or you go, oh, man, I fucking did all that stuff, and he's wide open, and you were a little off target, right? Or something like that. Yeah. You know, so there's that. McDaniels is more going to be through the drop back pass game. And it's going to be a little bit like just more of there's a little more leeway. It's not going to be like, oh, just read this one guy and here's one guy set on a platter for you. And if you hit it, we win. If you don't, we lose. Like, I I don't want, you know, I'm I'm trying to make it a both offenses have lots of answers. But like, you know, McDaniels is going to be more along through what we saw with Brady and the Patriots. It's going to be, okay, well, oh, he might have been open on this play, but all right, I got you three or four other options. Just keep going through your read. You're not going to be perfect every play, Jimmy, right? So if, if that makes sense, yeah. I hope I'm making sense. It's a little more system. I do think McDaniel's drop-back pass offense is better than Shanahan's drop-back pass offense. I think it has more answers and, and schemes that they do, right? Let alone I think they know how to use the field a little bit more, and he'll be asked to throw the ball outside the numbers a little bit more as compared to that. And I think all that. So I, I think that fits him more than the, the pressure of, 
I got to do everything Kyle said and make the big throw in that spot. I I don't know if that was necessarily for him. That's interesting because I I think a big benefit for Jimmy G is having that running game that Kyle is a genius at. Sure, but the Raiders should have a pretty good running game too with Josh Jacobs coming back there. Exactly right. Got his weapon. So I, for me, I was surprised that this is where the Raiders landed with Jimmy Garoppolo because when they moved on from Derek Carr, I thought okay, they got to have something big planned here. Either they know Tom Brady's coming over, they're going to. draft one of these young quarterbacks and build for the future here. And so I think when I saw that it's Jimmy G, it was like, oh, that was really the plan because we haven't heard of Derek Carr's name yet on this list. And so you obviously think he's a little bit better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But you think from what you saw in Jimmy last year and the things that make you say he played some of his best football that we can see maybe even a step up from Jimmy this year? I do. I do think we can. I think, you know, offense, new energy, you know, not the pressure of like, oh, Kyle's looking for somebody else other than me all the time. All of that is is going to be beneficial to him. I do. And I do, like I said, I think the offense fits him more. I think he's more of let me go through reads and, oh, there's Devontae on an in-cut rather than, oh, play-action pass and, oh, I read the guy right and I got to, you know, throw a perfect throw to this one guy, you know, that Shanahan drew up perfectly on, on the chalkboard. I just feel like there's a little bit more leeway within the system for him to be comfortable there. And here, I just want to like get into yep. a few things about him that, that really impressed me, all yep. right? You know, um, he, he can get the ball out of his hand really quick. He really can. You heard me before the podcast. The one thing I love about Jimmy Garoppolo is he is absolutely fearless in the pocket. You know, back to his New England days with Brady, he knows where to step up and find the soft spot in the pocket. He's a way below average runner for the NFL this day and age, right? I mean, I think you and me can beat him in a race, right? He can't do anything like that way. But, man, like a Marino, he knows where to slide. And the thing I love about him, too, is he does not need space to throw the ball. People around him, tight quarters, he don't give a shit. He doesn't blink. He shortens his stride, and he just goes, okay, here's Debo. I can't really step into it, but I'll just kind of alligator arm there and use my shoulders and my arm and get it done. He is phenomenal like that. Incredible accuracy over the middle or intermediate intermediate throws over the middle. Outside the numbers, down the field, you know, my it's it's average in that department. He's got to get better there. And I think that's where McDaniel will push him too because McDaniel is going to be like, no, no, my offense has throws outside the number. Like, fuck you, we got to work on it. Kyle likes living there, so it fit, right? But McDaniel is going to be like, no, I, this is a part of my offense, so you, you got to do it. And I think that's going to be good for him there, right? Um, and um, I felt like this year watching it back too that – there was less tropic thunder, right? Less tropic. Where, like, I would say most in most years I could go to every game and go, there's two or three tropic thunder plays every game, right? Maybe more. Yeah. And he'd get unlucky or lucky depending on the game. This year he'd go through it and go, eh, it was really only like one tropic thunder moment a game. Yeah. I think he found a better balance of it finding. It lost him the game, but still. It, it was might only have one. lost the game, but it was only one. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like, you know, um, what was the game I watched on uh, Friday? The, the Chiefs game. I watched the Chiefs game on Friday. Friday morning or Friday afternoon. And he plays great. I mean, he plays great. I mean, it's, he's, you're going, damn, it's, they're kind of in control of the game, and they're going back and forth with Mahomes, and it's looking great. They get down there on the four-yard line before the half, and he gets a little pressure, and he throws the ball off his back foot and throws a pick at the two-yard line. You know, 
They get no points. Kansas City gets the ball to start the half. They go down and score, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, damn, we were in this game, and now we're down two touchdowns. What the hell happened, right? So that's where he's got to get it. But he's one of the best back foot throwers in the NFL. Mm. That's why he's great at pressure, too. People up in his face, he can kind of just sit on his back foot and flick it like I talk about. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, it makes sense how some of this Tropic Thunder then does happen. It because does. Because he's good, actually, at some of that stuff. He is. And it works exactly. out. It does. Exactly right. It's like, it's like we talk about with a lot of these guys. There's a gift and a curse element to some of their gifts a lot yeah. of the times, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's, that's really... The biggest thing, um, I wish he would step into throws more. That's what would make him better with these, these power throws. But he's got great confidence in his control. He's fearless to throw the ball to tight windows. And, you know, he can go through reads quick, too. And that's where I think this, again, where, like, Kyle's offense might have been play action, go here to here. McDaniels will be, you know, shotgun, look to your left. Hey, number two's over the middle. Number three's also coming over the middle. And then number four's on the right side of it and go, go through it. Yeah. I think that's more for him. Yeah, what he does is he can function at a high level in a very good offense. And we've seen that the last seven years. We have his seven-year ranks. He's like third in completion percentage among all quarterbacks, first in yards per pass attempt. Some of that was yards after the catch. But he's functioning in that offense, uh, second in yards per completion, like passer rating. He was ninth. You know, big thing for him is some of that fearlessness is he's, he's lost some time because he's too fearless. Yeah, exactly. He's hurting he himself. But that's why New England likes him. That's or the Raiders, you know, yes. still in the New England New, people, the New England people. But that's why they like him because you, you, what you're saying right there, right? It's you know, again, Belichick, Brady, Parcells, Sims, Bledsoe, whatever. They yeah. want a fucking tough guy to stand in the pocket and not worry about anybody hitting them. And then they want, like we just talked about, and you said too. Wait, he's open by three inches. Throw it in there. He's open by three inches, and he's fearless that way. And that's two spots where I'd go. I know they hold in high regard, and I think he does have an advantage over Derek Carr. And that's why I think they probably were like, okay, we're good with Jimmy G. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. want to see how that works out because they have some cool weapons him. over there. Yeah, I'm rooting for them. Um, they, they drafted some guys too, right? They got, yeah, that tight end from Notre Michael Dame. Mayer. Michael I mean, Mayer. Hey, they're going to have an offense for sure. You know, you said it. Run game's good. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers in free agency, Michael Mayer at tight end. You know, yep. they got the best pass rusher in the draft in Tyree Wilson at pick seven. Yeah. D should be better. Right, so and if yeah, it we'll doesn't see. work out, Tom Brady just comes down from the owner suite. <laughs> yeah, I was like, right. I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> exactly right. You got a backup, backup plan. <laughs> All right, so he is twenty-two. Next year he'll be twenty-two or twenty-one <laughs> or twenty. Uh, who is twenty-one this year, though? That is the question that everyone wants to know the answer to. They all want to know this one. Huh? I don't know. They were I all just like, you, I need to know who's 21. Drink, That's the one this year. You were drinking your coffee, so I was like, let me just give another line here. Another line. To to throw my way there. through, yeah. Here we go. Okay, start it up. Start the controversies. Oh, no. Here we go. Number 21, Tua Tagovailoa oh. from the Miami Dolphins. Outside of the top 20. Uh, it was a tough one here. Man, it was close. I mean, it's tough. Damn, this is like I told you, this 9 through 21 range, you know, as going through this at 22, whatever, it is tough this year. It really was, right? I think the big thing with Tua is runs that offense to a T, right? That's what I love about him. Okay, he's runs it to a T. We know it's about dishing the ball, getting it out of your hands. He arguably has the quickest release in football. I mean, that, that, so that's where he's amazing. 
I mean, there's no doubt about that. That's when the, one of the first things you notice when you talk about positives. I go, man, get in the ball of his hands. RPO. I think other than Rodgers, he's the best RPO quarterback in football too. And it's because of his ability to just flick it. And then has all these different arm angles to go along with it. So I love that. But, okay, his arm is below average for an NFL starter. And it doesn't create much on its own. And that's a real thing. And then, you know, I know people don't want to hear that and all that, but there's kind of the good and the bad right off the bat as far as a headline on Tua uh, there, Ahmed. Matt M33. Here we go. Going right to the questions right here. I knew it. I'm just (laughs) grilling right away. (laughs) Uh, We need to put security on you. Leave Tua outside the top 15 and we will break you. (laughs) Come up here. Dolphins fans already. Blakely Street, Stanford, Connecticut. They felt it. See ya. Okay. Outside. (laughs) But even they are saying, like, outside top 15. So even they're like, you know, 13, 14, we're okay with that. <laughs> You're right. There you go. I'm 15, now we fight. Uh, uh, Rogue, Blue, uh, Rogue Blood Whim, or Worm, and what is that? Is that Y-W-R-M? Uh, Rogue Blood Worm Man. says, only people that think Tua is good are Dolphins fans. Literally no team would want him if he's available. So we have the yin and the yang <laughs> I like here. that. Dang, okay. Way to right? go, Pete. Way to Someone give me harsher, some yin and the yang. Harsher than we're going to be here. So Matt M334863. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've been to jail maybe, and maybe that's why you want to break me. Okay. <laughs> I got Rogue Blood Worm to be here. To, you got my back. Exactly. Uh, Just call him Rogue Blood. To, Rogue Blood Worm, well, he's got some tricks. Yeah. Which one's scarier? The guy with the prison code on his name or the yeah, rogue, I, rogue blood. blood worm sounds like he's got like some real scary crap going on <laughs> you don't want to mess with him right um i don't want to play any pranks on him what is he going to put in my bed at night if i'm asleep you, you don't, don't want to know guy, yeah these, right? are, these are both scary dudes right here but we appreciate you chiming in on the two a conversation uh so let me be one let me let me give a point that maybe matt m 33 would give okay because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you said no strong arm right let me go let me go to this stat for you yeah all right you ready for this right. i'm about to bust your narrative right here. (laughs) Uh, Completed air yards per completion. So every time you complete a pass, how far did the ball travel through the air? You know who was number one last year? Tua? Tua Tungavailoa. Right. He was number one over your guy, Josh Allen. So so take that. But I will say, you want me to read the rest of the top nine here? Yeah. It was Tua over Josh Allen. Number three was Marcus Mariota. Four was Justin Fields. Five was Zach Wilson. Six was Taylor Heineke. Seven was Derek Carr. Eight was Jacoby Brissett. And nine was Ryan Tannehill, where guys like Joe Burrow was 18, Patrick Mahomes was 20, Tom Brady was 29, and Justin Herbert was 32. He should have been higher. Uh, but So maybe this stat is not indicative of a quarterback who has a strong arm and is torching teams down it's the field. It's a stat that goes, there's just so much layers and stuff to dive into there, right? I mean, the whole league is scared of Mahomes throwing it deep. So you, they, we complained for th- three years before it. Can they find a more short passing game? Everybody is 20 yards down the field, right? right. So that's why they had to do it. Everybody plays them that way. Tua, it's almost the opposite, right? It's, 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 wait, it's speed reverse. It's the Shanahan run game. That's pretty good. Oh, it's the screens and all of that. Oh, gosh, we got to worry about all that. Oh, it's his quick RPOs. We got to get up there and stop all that. Oh, now we've put everybody up at the line of scrimmage to stop all that. Oh, and now they have the fastest guy in football running down the middle of the field. You know, so there's, there is that, let alone, hey, fake this, fake that. I fake the reverse. I fake the run. And now Tyreek Hill faked running the post and curled up, you know, 15 yards over the middle, and he's wide open. 
You know, so they know how to use it all together the right way. Nobody would watch to a film and go, oh, man, it's lasers and he's throwing bombs everywhere. I mean, what, how many teams and players did we have make fun of Tua in that offense last year that he throws the ball one foot down the field, right? I mean, so it's, it's a lot of looking for that, and then teams overplay it because it's dangerous, and then he hits a shot down the field, which he did do better at. Yeah. But the thing where I would fight back against, right, is – Man, I mean, when you really break it down, there's so many yards and plays left on the field. I mean, so many. Now, a lot of the times they were good enough to overcome it, but, like, there's a lot of games, and we were talking before the show. I was going, hey, I'm watching, your, you know, their Lions game. I mean, yeah, he had good stats in the Lions game. We should have had a little extra 150 probably, you know, let alone some touchdowns instead of field goals or whatever else, where I go, man – I mean, top quarterbacks in football, get this, this is a touchdown, gone, see you later. Instead, Tyreek Hill stopping to catch the ball, you know, and turn around where I go, that should have been a 60-yard touchdown. It was a 40-yard gain because the ball's underthrown. Or, man, that should have been hit your head, touchdown, underthrown, incomplete, right? Or you've heard me say even during last year, Jalen Waddle wide open over the middle. Hit him on the run, he's going to run up the sidelines for a touchdown. But instead he had to stop or go to the ground or whatever. We got a 15-yard gain. It was good. And we could all tell everybody how awesome Tua is. But I'm going to just sit here and go, like, if that was Andy Reid or, you know, Ken Dorsey watching film with Josh Allen and Mahomes, they'd go, you're better than that. you got to hit him on the run. That's a touchdown. You just left points on the board. What the fuck, Patrick? What the fuck? Right? But because of where he came from, we were like, oh, he completed it. He did it. Yes. Right. And that's the, so it's the expectation there. So right. I know now you got me into hater. No, 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 no. But, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back but, here. I'll, yeah. I'll, but here, let me just hit a few more positives of them, too. You, the variety, you felt bad. You felt bad there well, for Well, because there's, there's a lot of good. Yes. There, there is a, like I said, the RPO game is as good as it gets. The variety of releases, I mean, they're, they're awesome. They really are. You know, he's a good athlete. He moves. We know that. He's not a great runner, but he's a good athlete and can move in the pocket. But, I mean, his releases on the RPO game or drop-back pass game or even bootlegs, man, he's got a little of everything. I mean, he's really a wheeler and a dealer that way, and I love that about him. You know, he can, again, another guy, like I said earlier, just a release is, is arguably the quickest in football. Feet can be cockeyed and still get the ball. But then you get into the down-the-field throws. The ball dies out down the field too much. Guys have to wait way more than you think, right? And those were some of his biggest plays, too, where Tyreek was able to come back to the ball, adjust, adjust. and the DBs were not able to adjust. Exactly, right. And, you know, and we genius. all give it positives, but it's like, you know, I, I, almost, I always throw this into the, the category of, like, the first person I ever saw that was, like, Matt Schaub of the Houston Texans. He put up all these great numbers and great yards and all this, and I go, yeah, but they lost. Like, I know his quarterback rating was good and all that, but, you know, I know he hit Andre Johnson down the middle there for 40, but that should have been a walking 80-yard touchdown. Any other good quarterback, we would have been like, what the fuck? Why didn't he throw the touchdown there? But we were just, because of the expectation level, we were like, oh, good play. Okay. So that's where, you know, context gets lost a little bit, right? Uh, talked about his moving. Hey, another thing that plays into this, he's not durable. Kind of important. Again, you think I can't put that a part of the ranking? Durability? I mean, it's been an issue his whole career so far. Yeah. So, and then added on top of that, like you heard me say at the top, right? You know, he, he does play small in the pocket. He loses control of power throws down the field. And, you know, to back to our kind of our headline, when teams a la the 49ers, you know, the Chargers, 
when teams took away some of those, oh, the easy bootleg, the easy screen, some of those tricks, and it became, oh, you got to hit 15 and 20-yard throws all day long, he, he, he couldn't deliver there. Yeah. So that's where, you know. It took I, a while for that book to come out on him, too, so I'm kind of well, curious to see. It took a while for teams to figure out how do we defend all this yes. stuff. You're right. And it usually only takes one team or two to give a little blueprint, and a team goes, okay, wait, we can copy this, and I have a good idea on top of that. Right, and that's where it goes. And that's such, it will be interesting this they're gonna, year. They're going to need a new wrinkle. Teams are like. going to study them this year. The yeah. AFC East definitely is going. Holy shit! How are we going to offend the Dolphins this year? What are we going to do? Right, and then I'll be interested. It's, a, it's a definitely a good point by you. So just to, for the people out there that say we're running away from the numbers, let's show the numbers last yeah. year, and they were outstanding at the, in this offense for Tua last year. He ranked first in yards per pass attempt, first in touchdown percentage. Six percent of his passes were TDs. He was first in passer rating. And if, if this offense is functioning at a high level, Mike McDaniel does a good job with it. We can see numbers up there once again. And I think the positive for him, and let me throw this at you, yeah. like. You're doing this ranking, if, if you're unfamiliar with the drill, as like we don't know the teammates, we don't know the offensive system, so it's just like we could have Tua trying to quarterback the Houston Texans right here and how good is he going to look in that, in that environment. But if we were to say we know the offense in this Miami Dolphins offense, you said what he's elite at, running the offense, the RPO game, the quick releases. Like in this offense, are there that many quarterbacks better than Tua at functioning in this particular offense? Like, he's not 21 in this offense. He is maybe top 10 at running what Mike he's McDaniel perfect, wants to run. He's perfect fit for this offense. And where I will say he's got an advantage over a lot of people in football, like I said, is the RPO game, which yeah. is what they want to do. So all of that, there's no doubt, right? There's no doubt, yes. But, like, you know, hey, Mahomes is really good at RPOs. Yeah. yeah. Josh Allen is too, right? You know, maybe – can can they get it out as quick? I don't know. It's debatable. But they make up for it because the ball gets there so quick. So yeah. even though it might have not been like like start the motion to throw it and then release might be a hair slower than Tua's, the, their ball in the air and gets gets to people way quicker. You know, and I know like people with the Tua thing, they go, oh, the yak, the yak, the yak's not that big. It's all in the air and all that. Yeah, the numbers indicate that he wasn't helped that much by receivers right. running after the catch. Right. Well, there's a lot of things that I explained a few, right? I mean, again, there's a, there's a bunch of examples where I go, that guy should have been running long after the catch, but he had to stop or go to the ground, right? Or, you know, where people, where people take, this is where people lose sight of arm strength, where I can just go back and show you a few games and go, here, here's a 20-yard out route, Right. The guy's wide open, but he had to wait forever for the ball, and then he either had to step out of bounds because the ball was forever to get there, or people rallied, and now he got tackled. Where I go, I can show you the same play, the same amount of space with Allen or Mahomes. They catch it, nobody's around them, and they get to turn up the field or run or whatever because they got the ball quicker because of their ability to push the ball through the air better, right? So that's where that gets lost in translation too, let alone RPOs. Hey, this boom, ball right over the middle, that doesn't usually lend itself to huge run after the catch. Yeah. Bootleg the same way. Play action, Tyreek fake the post, run a 20-yard curl. Now I throw a ball that's not exactly a laser over the middle, right? That's not going to lend itself two yards after the catch too so again there's some context there in that situation let alone he got a lot of looks where teams were crept very close to the line of scrimmage because they were worried about all the other shit they were doing in that offense despite all your negativity i know i still might pick the dolphins to win that 
division. I know. Uh, I mean, Gosh, they're, they're see, so I, good defensively too. Yeah. I mean, they got some. They got studs everywhere. They do. Uh, but a lot of it will hinge on if Tua is healthy enough to, I, I, to play. I would think so, so Derby Obachter, our good friends, says up, availability is an important ability for an NFL quarterback. How much does it influence your rankings? As an example, a quarterback like Tua might be ranked at 15 in pure talent and leadership, but has shown that he cannot stay on the field. How much do you discount now from his max and potential? Yeah, like what if I told you Tua is going to be healthy? I can guarantee you that he'll play the whole year. He's durable. We don't even have to worry about his health anymore. How many spots do you think it bumps a bump? Not a ton. Not that much. Not a ton. Maybe a little bit. You know. You know, it could be. This, this is where it got debatable with the guy we're going to talk about in a second, mm. and definitely one of the advantages of why I put the guy in front of him, right? You know, but yeah, you know, maybe one or two spots certainly that I could look at to go, yeah, that could have been. But it certainly was a part of that. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, again, yeah. There, there's a lot to like, and it's a great system fit, and he's got some charisma, and you know, there, everything went in the right direction this year. But yeah, I, you know, again, we're not, we're not, we're all playing on the same team here, right? And yeah, I, I would try to run those things with Tua too. Sure, sure. If I was the team, and I go, oh, let's run some of those plays. Those are good for Tua. But but that doesn't mean the you know the 20 other guys in front of them can't do that either. And then, then some other stuff as well. And that's, that's where I think, you know, again, that's the age we're in. We get lost, it gets lost in translation. We just see right. numbers and wins and everything, and we don't evaluate anything for what it is. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, you alluded to it. You had a little bit of an internal debate on Tua. I did. And this next guy on our you list, number 20. Yeah, number 20. It's the Mac attack, baby. It's going Mac Jones, right? Again, we're not drafting the team. We're not drafting the organization. We're not drafting the offensive coordinator. We're just trying to pick the quarterback here, okay? And that all goes into this. So that's where Mac Jones comes into play. Better than it seemed last year. I know a lot of people look at it and go, it was terrible. I go, man, if you sat there and watched film with me, you'd go, man, you know, it was a lot of good games, good decisions, good throws. You need some help. There's nothing there. Incredible decision maker, incredible anticipation and accuracy. Incredible. That's where, that's where like, this guy's damn good, right? Situation was messed up. I mean, the worst offensive coaching in football last year. I think most people would tell you it was the Patriots, right? Offense basic as hell, right? Not even coached as well as it should be with details. 
Then you get into, I don't know, what, who, who are you scared of? What receiver are you scared of on the, on the New England Patriots? Yeah, yeah right. You're going, damn, who are the receivers on the Patriots? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Taekwon Thornton scared yeah. me, and then he got hurt a bunch. Exactly. You know? that's, but that's, you said it right. That's the guy. You're yeah. exactly right. And, and he was a rookie and, and finding his way still. So that's where I want to go again. Where, like, you don't think Mac would have looked different if he was on the Dolphins? How do you think Tua would have looked if he looked, was on the Patriots? That's mm-hmm. the real question. Right, and he had to run that offense and do that. What? Yeah. So we got to take all of that, you know, kind of into the thinking here, and that's why I'm here to kind of decipher through that. And that's why we do this. Um, so there, there's a lot to like about Mac Jones. There still is, and I'm a big believer in him still. But, and I could almost feel the butt coming yeah. there. His ceiling. Correct me if I'm wrong in your thinking here. Will always be limited by the things that he can't do, or maybe that elite arm talent. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. Do I like no? Do I ever look at Mac Jones and go, "Ooh, I think he could be a top six or seven quarterback if it all goes right"? No, nah, probably not. Do I think he could be like nine, ten, or eleven for like ten years in a row? Yeah, like how Jimmy Garoppolo is like in year ten of being twenty-one. There, like I could see him being there. Yes. You know, it, what, what's amazing for him, right? And then again, when we talk about lack of weapons and all that, early in the year, you heard me say, he, he got a little, I'm going to try to make some things happen. And he threw some dumb interceptions, some things that were kind of outside of what we've seen him do, right? So that was a, probably the Baltimore game. I brought that up before the podcast, right? He made, I mean, you go back and watch the Baltimore, he made a lot of awesome throws and awesome plays. Threw, it, threw one bad interception, then threw a really bad one down in the red zone, and then threw, wait, the game's kind of over. Calais Campbell pulled him to the ground with kind of a semi-cheap shot, in my opinion. Yeah. And he threw an interception on that play. I remember that. Yeah. And now he's hurt, and now they win a game with Bailey Zappi, and it's Mac Jones sucks, Bailey Zappi's awesome. It, it, it changed just like that. I mean, literally just like that. So, and, and um, but getting back to the point, even though the arm is not like wow arm, right? It's above NFL average. And because of the other things we said, what I talked about, his anticipation, his accuracy, his ability to hang in the pocket and see in the field and all that, he makes a number of unbelievable, I mean, power throws like what what's an example of something that made you go wow with his anticipation that it's at a higher level than most other quarterbacks out there one like open is not like you know how we talked about with Justin Fields like say like in an in cutter or a crosser where you go wait the receivers got the guy beat by like a yard that's open in the NFL where Justin Fields like oh that's a little tight like Mac is like no no this guy's like on him like glue and he's like no no his right shoulder pad has a spot there that's open I can hit that so he has the great confidence there. But then he has a great ability to he has a he knows the defense and what might be available, right? Before the snap. And that's what a lot of good quarterbacks do. Ooh, I like this play against this coverage. This guy might be open, right? Yeah. So he has a feel for what might be coming, right? Where I could tell you some other quarterbacks that we've talked about already, I go, they don't have that feel. That's what I mean by natural feel. But like um damn, what game was it? I think it was the Vikings game. I was watching throws from the Vikings game. He throws a crossing route, and Harrison Smith is there, right? But Harrison Smith, like he saw he took a step up too far, so he sees that. But it's Harrison Smith still there. But as he's getting ready and still looking at it, he notices that Harrison Smith has turned his back a little bit, so he can't really see. Even though this is going to be whoa tight, 
he's not going to be able to make a play on the ball because he's not really seeing me throw it. He doesn't see me releasing it, right? Mm. And those are things where I go, that's fucking like year five quarterback throw right there. That, that, I mean, that's guts, accuracy, feel, anticipation, let alone the guy was being covered as a, by a crossing route. But the real thing was like, oh, wait, I could drop it over there. And, yeah, it's going to be tight. And Harrison Smith is damn good, and he's going to be there. But he ain't looking right now. His body's not in the position to make the play. And that, to me, is what he has. And, again, that's where you chopped off one of his great attributes last year by putting those offensive coaches with him. He is one of those guys, and, you know, we've hit on this. Kirk Cousins, you know, him. You know, him the reason, like, the Shanahan's of the world, the McDaniel's of the world like these guys because they go, wait, I have a ton of answers, and they can handle them all. They can digest it all at the line of scrimmage in the huddle and when they draw back, and that's where his great strength is, and that was taken away from him last year. Yeah, and despite what they had going on last year with Matt Patricia, his numbers, I mean, they dropped off, but they didn't drop off a cliff. The, the touchdowns and interception ratio was worse, but you know, yards per game was about the same here. Uh, he was sacked just a little bit more time. So, I mean, I think that's a credit to, to him as a quarterback, despite what was ever happening there. And Mike Giardi, who covers uh, – who used to work at the NFL and um, – and now uh, he's been covering the Patriots for a long time. He's still tweeting about him. He said this is uh, what he's heard about him so far. He said continued positive reviews from teammates, coaches who have been around Mac Jones. Yes. Uh, the longest. They go confident, leading like we know he can, ready to remind you, the media and the fans, why he was a playoff quarterback in year one, energized by the change of Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator. Do we ever hear anything different about Mac Jones? See, yeah. that's another thing where. Well, except for last year when he dared reach out to maybe Bill O'Brien or someone else to figure out how to figure out this uh, Patriots offense. He, yeah, well, yeah, he that, went behind Bill's back right. to try to get better on his own. I think it definitely got him in the doghouse. Definitely to that. I, I've yet to hear a player or a coach really around him who doesn't think he's a top-notch leader that brings edge and energy to the football team every day. He's got more shit to him than people realize. I know he looks like you know, Johnny Abercrombie and Finch or, you know, Polo. Finch. At Finch. 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 Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Goldfinch. Finch, not, you've, been buying, you've been buying the knockoff brand, <laughs> I think. I know he looks like one of those guys, like, in the, you know, uh, in, the, in the book or the, you know, yeah. their website. But, but there's, there's confidence and shit talking in Mac Jones from everybody I hear. He's got incredible leadership skills that way. You know, that the durability and that aspect right there were definitely a part of the nudge of why I gave him the edge over to it. You know, like I said, it was yeah, it was a nitpicky stuff there, right? You know, but man, you know, the processing is incredible, right? It, it really is. He's got a pretty quick release. I wish he had some different arm angles, yeah. right? Like a Garoppolo or any New England quarter, quarterback really knows where to move in the pocket. There's a little more backyard ability than he gets credit for. He's a below-average runner. He is a barely above-average scrambler. Okay, that's where I'd say, too. He does get out of the pocket and on the run or set up and make one or two more throws a game than you think he does, right? I know he looks like Johnny Prototype quarterback, and he's going to pat the ball. But, like, every game I watched, I went, oh, well, yeah, I forgot he could do that. Damn, that was a good play right there. Oh, that was a good throw on the run, right? I mean, he's got all of that. Uh, and his downfield throwing is really good. Now, shit offense with not one guy you're scared of, 
That's not. It's hard to be looking good at quarterback. What about now, though? MJ Fly says, "Do you think the Patriots have done enough this offseason to address their offensive concerns?" So they've had Juju, added Juju at a wide receiver, Mike Gesicki at tight end. As I well. love that. Uh, I love both of those. Here's the first. Just to hit it, I don't mean to no, interrupt no, you. No, that's good. They're great. They're big body. This is where I love it with him. He is a great, yo, you're covered, and I can still throw it to you, and I'm going to hit you, and we'll mm-hmm. get the completion. And those guys are made for that. They don't care. Gasecki, he's so long and can jump and everything. It's like that's, that's jump balls, back shoulders. To him and Juju are perfect fit for him. Yeah, and Riley Reef on the offensive line, so maybe a little bit more protection there, out there for him. Right. So, so who knows? And, yeah, Tyquan Thornton, like I mentioned before, get him speedster. Going. Yes. Uh, this could be good. And Ramondre Stevenson, we know what he can be as a running back in Definitely. this running game for them. So Definitely. this could be more exciting. And I, I'm curious if you made this ranking before you knew that that Mac Jones was a, was a Swifty, or at least he's supporting his girlfriend Sophie, who is a Taylor Swift fan. Here they were at the concert. Um, he is a confirmed Swifty, and look, I mean, he's he's rocking the, uh, what is that? What, I, well, what, what I, when I first saw it, that? I was like, is he part of the stage act with <laughs> Taylor Swift? Is? Was he a background dancer in that? What the hell is he doing? That's the most pizzazz I've ever seen the guy wear right there. I can't even believe it. I was shocked. I really thought he was part of the concert. Strikes me as a little bit like someone picked that, his girlfriend picked that out for him. I don't know that he necessarily chose that off the rack. Is that his girlfriend? I think so. Well, okay. The one I, next thought, to I was side. like, oh, he's there. He's trying to take a shot with Taylor Swift. That's why I thought he was there. <laughs> yeah. Up on stage dancing with <laughs> her. Yeah, Mr. Like, Kraft, can you give me a backstage pass that, yeah. for the Taylor Swift? I've never met her. I'd like to meet her. I'm a good scrambler. I'm a good dancer, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, cool. He's having fun. That's good to see You know, someone around the Patriots organization smiling. Yeah. You know, you don't often see that. So I think that's a good. Hey, you're right. That place is tough and can be negative on a, the day after they won the Super Bowl. So they need some smiles and some positive energy. I think Billy O'Brien is going to be a breath of fresh air for that whole football team, Mac Jones. And like you said, kind of sneaky good talent they got kind of. They, they, got, they yeah. got a chance that, you know, with some of the additions and some guys getting older where you go, ooh, can they, you know, again, it's the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to pick them fourth to win the NFC East, AFC East, but damn. There's still a lot of good where, you know, you put them in the NFC South, I go, they're going to win the South easy. Yeah. You know, you put them in some other divisions, you get no problem. But it, that's where it's tough. Speaking of that, Uh-oh. Bet MGM has the AFC East odds uh, to win the division. And I, I think, you know, you can make the argument like you just made. Yeah. This could be the toughest division because I was just Oof. talking up the Miami Dolphins, who I think I think I might pick the Miami Dolphins. We're going to have to see. I, 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 I don't. That. You're not wrong about that. Um, don't. You know, you're going to. Well, you're going to leave the Chargers. You just ditching the Chargers after one year. You pick the Chargers and go to the Super Bowl. Last oh year. Uh, yeah, I, I am probably going to ditch the Chargers <laughs> overall in the AFC for sure. I think it's. I've been too high on them two years, which means they'll win it this year. But uh, most likely, uh, the Bills won this division last year. The AFC East. Uh, they are still favored to win the division again, uh, plus one thirty-five according to BetMGM. The Jets are the second choice now with Aaron Rodgers. You got my Dolphins. They're pretty close. They're third choice, and then yeah, you got New England as the uh, the last choice. But plus seven fifty, they're all favored to win at least seven and a half games. But you know, you got the Dolphins and Jets and Bills all over nine and a half. Well, that's this is that's going to be a fun division to watch. It really is. I mean, it, it's it's awesome. You know, as we've said the last few weeks, I think it's as good as the division's ever been. Ever like really, it's top notch. 
Because New England won all those, but we we really you know discredit all those because the division was so bad, which it re- honestly really was. It really was for no, a long yeah. time. Well, you look at a lot, a lot, a lot of dynasties. There, the, a lot of dynasties we've seen in football. They usually came from teams with a poor division, and it allowed them to be healthy and good positioning in the playoffs and be fresh and all that. I, I, I you know, are you like me where? It's like, yeah, the, I'm still, I guess I'm a little surprised the Bills are still such a landlock at number yeah. one. Yeah, how are you I feeling go, about it? I, they're not landlock. Well, yeah. Plus 135 yeah. to plus 225 for the Jets. So, um, yeah, they're not. I don't yeah. know why I added landlock. I don't know why. <laughs> and was, I just I just assumed. I just I, wanted to add a little extra it. oomph to the lock there, and it just sounded good. Well, I right? guess they are landlocked, although they are next to uh, Niagara Falls. Lake, right. Or, uh, so uh, maybe, yeah. But it's still landlocked, right? That's still technically it's landlocked, technically right? Technically you're landlocked, this right. This is what happens to us at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think good. it is landlocked. Even if you can border. Like, Michigan's landlocked, even though it's got the Great Lakes right. around it, right? Right, yeah, yeah, I guess. It's not an island. It's landlocked plus. Pete's like, okay. dear God, please stop talking about you know, this. You don't, you, you can drown in this state. <laughs> yeah. You can drown in yeah. this state, is what we're telling yeah. you. You're not totally landlocked, uh, okay? So what's your lean, though, in that division? Gosh, my lean is like you, is Dolphins. I just what what the Dolphins are like. I almost feel like a little bit like you know we talked about the Eagles last year. I want to go is it an All Star team or is it an All Star team? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's damn good. The Bills I feel like are number one just because of like they've been there, their culture, they're battle tested, and the quarterback. But yet I think if we broke it down, nobody would take the Bills roster minus the quarterback over the Jets or the Dolphins. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I'm, I'm leaning Dolphins right now. That'd be the one. That'd be the one I would look at too. And you know, for those odds, you got a little extra change. That'd be the one I'd throw it on. Yeah, you're just trying to butter up the Dolphins fans after bashing the I know, quarterback. I know. And now, you know what? I probably got a little too going. It gets me going that subject all the time, just because it's the one I hear about all the time. Other yep. than Hurts, it's the one I hear about all the time. So I'm going to focus on the positives. Yeah. You complimented him as an elite RPO player with the elite one of skills. The quickest releases. So, yeah, there right? we go. Yeah. Right. Uh, the action never stops at BetMGM. You can sign up now using the bonus code Sims. Your first wager is risk free up to $1,000. So say you bet $100 on those Patriots to win the AFC East, you will win $750. But if you lose, you still get $100 worth of free bets. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter the bonus code SIMS to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. So let's We're take a look at the list. Home. We are halfway home, 40 through 20. We're more than halfway because uh, you got to add one more. And that's 21 is gone, right? This math is hard sometimes. <laughs> oh, and this is going to be, oh, we got the S or get off the pot tier. But Morgan, we, we went over to the other column. So Mac Jones is kind of there on a on an island by himself with no tier. We got to figure <laughs> out a way to do that. He's in his own toilet seat. He's in his own toilet seat, yeah. How many of those of those five do you think will take a crap? 
on that pot, which is <laughs> a good thing as we've determined. You're funny. <laughs> and which of those are going to have to get off the pot and let someone else have their oh, attempt damn, at crapping you're putting on the me pot? On, you're putting me on here. All right. Well, like Mac, Jimmy, and Mac and Jim, uh, yeah, Mac and Jimmy, I feel good about for okay. sure. Okay. Right. I feel pretty good about Tua, too. I mean, pretty good. Okay. You know, like I said, I'm a little torn, as you heard in my explanation, of is Tua, the system, and all that, and where it's going to go. There's no doubt. There's still some things that I want to see, right? You know, more more power throws, you know, the, a little more increased velocity in the air, better in the pocket, that kind of stuff with people around them. Uh, but I guess if I had to pick two, I'd go the Mac and the Jimmy Garoppolo one more than any. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Right. Uh, let's end with this. Yeah. Because it, it's come time now yeah, we to talk about – who did not make your list? Right. And there were how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine from last year that were in the top 40 that are no longer ranked. And uh, the highest of those was Carson Wentz at 19. He's just like flying through your notes. I got um, some rough drafts and some other things here. And I'm, I'm sorry to report to people out there, Zach Wilson will not be making your list this year, so no. people can't can't get on social media about that because I was I feel like people were waiting for that they were waiting to see how high Zach Wilson was for you and then to pounce and hey, now they're very disappointed I at this I, point. I, listen I, I, I anybody that really knows me and you know me and people listen to pop I'm gonna keep it real I I'm not gonna just like finagle something because it fit some thought I had two years ago like fuck that I don't know where, where we are right now he he wasn't good at the end of the year you couldn't trust him it was inaccurate you know, part of this is what you are as a leader and stuff and all that, too. And right now, I can't say he's a good leader. I can't put him in the top 40. The team doesn't run a rally around him right now. So he's not on the list. No. Carson Wentz not on the list. He doesn't even have – does he – wait. Carson Wentz is a top 40 talent. There's no doubt about that. Carson Wentz, the leader and everything like that, it's, it's borderline toxic. It's, I don't yeah. know what to say. It's an issue. You know, whether it's his fault or not, some of it's his fault, some of it's not. But it's, it's like you can't say a, a guy that comes into town that can upset the locker room and make it be a distraction in the media and everything like that is a good thing, right? I, I don't know what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. And he doesn't sound like he's relegated himself to being – Florio made this point of like, hey, I'm a backup quarterback. You know, he released a statement like two weeks ago where he's like, I'm willing to be a starter or a backup. No, you're a backup. Just say that. You yeah. have to be that guy. Um, so, yeah, he was, you know, just left off the list. There. Another player that has to contemplate his future is maybe a backup, Mitchell Trubisky, who you had as 27 last year. Markel Schutz says, thoughts on Trubisky re-signing with the Steelers for three more years. Yeah. Do you think he's come to terms with being a career backup, or I, does he think that he can do the job? I think so. I think he came to terms with being a career backup. I, I wondered, when they re-signed um, uh, the – Mason Ruff, way to oh, go, Pete. Yeah. Way to help me. When they re-signed him, I was like, wait, does, are, they, are they like going to try to do something with Trubisky here? Like, Are they like going to release him or whatever? I wasn't sure what they were going to do there. Uh, but either way, hey, Trubisky, you know, there, there's a lot to like. There is. He was definitely one of the last guys I crossed off. I mean, if I probably had to say if there was a guy at 41, it would probably have been Trubisky. Really? Yeah. He would have probably been 41. You know, but again, I think some of the what we talked, like, you know, leadership, what he does for the football team, can still be a little careless with the football, right? 
And as in why he got benched, you know, doesn't always see the field great. You know, missed some plays down in the field last year, and that was one of the reasons I left him off the list. Jameis Winston's tough, too, oh, because another one. last year we were talking about him. Like, the Saints, go with Jameis Winston. He's got the highest ceiling here. You know, he started yeah. to look, you know, I know. No risk I was definitely biscuit, get that. him out of that offense, right. and now he's not risking it as much, but he's still uh, keeping the biscuit on his own team. Nick Yam says, where does Jameis Winston fit in the NFL? I think he deserves a starting spot. So he is off your list of top 40 quarterbacks. He is another one, just, just off. But, like, you know, we had this conversation, at, I think our first show we did it, where I said this is the first year I felt like there was a number of guys past 40 where we're like, man, they're pretty good, this group here. Like, you know, this group has got some guys here that, you know, could jump back up into the 30 to 40 range. And that, you know, there, there seemed like there was more in that class than I remember. And Winston's a little bit of like, yeah, has some things that are starting caliber traits, but has some things where you go, ooh, I don't trust him even to be my backup, right? So that's where it's hard. We kind of know what he mm-hmm. is right now. And that's where he's scary, uh, you know, as far as that. And he was, he's definitely tough. He was definitely one of those guys that was, that was tough to leave off the list. We talked a little bit about Trey Lance last time we yeah. were together. He was 31 on your list last year, not on the list this year. 49ers701 <laughs> says, hey, Chris, have you seen Trey Lance's throwing in OTAs? Look like he's gotten rid of that Ferris wheel motion. That's right. I know it's only OTAs, but what do you think of it? Oh, and hi, Ahmed, Pete, and Kristen. <laughs> and Morgan, too. He was probably What a here. nice guy. And Gabby. Do we have Gabby back there today? And Gabby is back here today, so I think he, he meant to write all of us in he there. Did. Too, he did. Well, he would have if he knew. He doesn't hear Gabby's name enough. So, But, yeah, he or she at 49ers, 701. That was very nice of you to say hello to everybody. Uh, and very good eye by you. No doubt about it. I mean, yes, I've seen it. It looks like Lance is trying to really shorten that motion up, right? And you and, and, and at four nine or seven oh one, you you explained it right. That free wheeling what what was the word? Ferris wheel motion. Ferris wheel motion, yeah. yeah. Ferris wheel motion. Arm acted as an independent contractor, you know, body and head dipped down before release to load up and then also while dropping the arm to do that. Right? Just so many things there. You can definitely see there's a little bit more of an effort to bring the ball to the ear and just get it out, right? Now, it still looks forced and not real natural to him, so we'll see what it looks like when you know the bullets start to fly for real and our boss, Sam Flood, is doing show-and-tell behind the show today here. <laughs> we so. have tours going through. What's we're, up, guys? We're part of the tour. Now you? you're part now of the show. Congratulations. Yeah, welcome to the, we welcome well, to the broadcast. That's it. <laughs> see yourself on Peacock later tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is what we, this is what we do. This is, we're part of the, well, we're part of the scenery. We we're the culture here. We're, part, we're the yeah, culture. That's, we're right. the cult. that's what we should call this podcast. We're the culture. The homies in the culture. <laughs> um, so what I will say about Trey Lance, too, and you yeah. see some of the articles there. They say they've made substantial improvements on it throwing and i will say okay um and it, which is good right you want to improve but i'm like did they always think this like you don't you don't use three first round picks on a guy who you think needs substantial improvement to his throwing motion no well you know this is what happens with where coaches might be cocky we've talked about this before they think they can fix everybody right yes. oh, he's got this talent that talent oh he's not good in there i'll fix it um that's why i'm the head coach of the 49ers or whoever they all think that right yeah that's that's why they they got great confidence and ego in that and you know they're making a lot of money and that's just this is the way they think i think there was a great belief in what he could be and we know that i think you're starting to go or we're starting to see 
it filter out here slowly but surely all the concerns and that, oh, no, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to fix some of these things we thought we were going to fix, yeah. right? And I think that slowly but surely, there's tremendous buzz around Sam Darnold right now. Totally. You know, I mean, not only by some of the things the coaches have said or whatever, but you know, I said to Flory the other day, I talked to a, a beat writer out there, you know, it, it's tangible in the locker room too. It's it's a real thing. They're all a little impressed by Sam Darnold, and it gets it, the feeling that yeah, the Forty ers are preparing the fan base that if Brock Purdy's not there, it's going to be Sam Darnold. He's going to beat out Trey Lance. Uh, at least that's what it feels like right now. Wes Kruger wants to know how this is all going to end. If the Forty ers are not going to go with Trey Lance, why would they not trade him this off season? His value will be even lower. Moving forward, I, well, in, in my it's my belief that they tried to. You know, again, this is like things I've heard in NFL circles, right? Again, this is not where a conversation I have with Kyle, and Kyle tells me right. what's going on in the organization, their deepest, darkest secrets, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think they did. I think there was the rumors out there. Why you heard that? That you know, oh, people it was they people were calling shopping us, or they were, were calling us, them, and people were yeah at the combine. They were let everyone out know that, that we're getting phone calls. And right, so you better call quick. I think that was kind of cryptic talk right there to kind of say, hey, we we tried to make them secretly available. Yeah. I think, but teams are also going. Wait, you traded all this and you're making them available to us? Why? Why? Totally. Plus, there's not enough to watch on film to go. Okay. All right, yep, I'll, I'll take the gamble and see if we can work with the guy. So, so how, that hurts him. How does this play out then? Because no team carries three quarterbacks, right? No, well, they just changed the rule. You have that emergency backup. Right, but is which that... is what he's going to be or uh, for most of the year probably. Really? I, I think so. And like a practice yeah. quarterback, emergency yeah, backup. Exactly. You know, I think he'll probably be on the 53-man roster. As much as they've gotten bit in the ass by quarterback. Uh, injuries in the next few years, I think, yeah. the last few years. I think they are a team that are probably keeps three. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I envision this. How do I envision this ending? I mean, not well. I mean, that, <laughs> that's how I envision it. I envision, I envision whoever takes the reins between Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold will be the starter the next year, and the other guy's going to be the backup, and then maybe Trey Lance will be gone, or it's just one more last year of the contract. You're here as a third stringer, but he's yeah. going to have to show marked improvement. They tried to give him the keys to the organization and the Ferrari and the Lamborghini and did everything to make it happen for him in the preseason last year, and it scared the shit out of him to where the guy they didn't want on the team more than anybody on the team, they said, can you come back on the team, please? Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo. If that doesn't say it all, I don't know what says it all. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. let's finish with this one. Then we'll yeah. say it all because our live studio audience is gone. It's that was kind of cool. It we had like cool. an audience. What did he say that was for? Who were they? I don't know who they. He said he's like I got. A, I said there's right. Sam Flood. And he's like he said something about the group and I couldn't hear him. Our replacements probably uh, in, in a year. And <laughs> and <laughs> you're <laughs> all, fired. <laughs> all these guys will be working here, and you guys will be. Uh, good luck though. Uh, yeah, the future, the future, Pete, Kristen, Gabby, <laughs> yeah, and Morgan as well, and Ahmed Fareed. Oh, good last question. And here. last question yeah. from. Ahmed Fareed, Ahmed's Red Pants. What? Yes. I've never seen this before. Ahmed's Red own. Pants. At Ahmed's Red Pants. Uh, hey, Chris and Ahmed. Long-time listener. First-time tweeter. Love, love the it. show. This was not me. While watching film on Kenny Pickett, did you feel that there was more uh, to be had downfield, or are the Steelers' passing struggles more a result of conservative play calling? Thanks and keep it up. And Ahmed's Red Pants. To read your question on a day where I'm wearing the red pants, this was meant That's to special. be. special. This was special. special. Right. I mean, it really is. You guys have chemistry we right do. off the We're, bat. We, I, I'm your friend. Uh, great question. Mm-hmm. At 
Ahmed's red, red pants. pants. Good yeah. question. Good yeah, question. yeah, yeah. Good job. Good, good job, job, guys. Go. But one, it is too conservative, but I think a part of it had to be because they're offensive line, young quarterback, not a great run game. So, there's, yes, it's, it is too conservative. Two, yes. You know, I kind of alluded to this, I think, the other day. I think I said it on the show with Floria. You know, he got a little bit of a free pass. I mean, I remember everybody, all everybody talked about was, oh, Mitch Trubisky, he won't throw the ball down the field. He won't throw the ball down the field. And then Kenny Pickett got in the game and threw the ball shorter than Mitchell Trubisky. Right. But no, but because, because he was the first-round pick, everyone was just, God, ah, that's okay. So, yeah, he did leave some, some opportunities on the field that way. And like I said, you know, he got, he got better as the year went on, but as I said when I broke him down, when he really sometimes on those power – down the field throws, he can lose control of it a little bit. I don't know if the ball gets stuck in his glove or whatever, and it can and can kind of lose its its oomph and its spiral because of that. Um, so those are things he can definitely work on. But man, there's a lot from yeah. Kenny Pickett that that I really liked, and those receivers. And if they can just run the ball and protect it a little bit, it will open the offense up. And the one thing is, he can run an offense, and he surprised me with athleticism and. You know, he's a really good, like we always talk about, intermediate thrower. Hey, great job. Great question. That led to a great discussion. Good job, Red Pants <laughs> to go, down Red there. Pants. Well, well done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's it. And now all the quarterbacks who have not been mentioned so far can take a huge sigh of relief because they're just like, thank God, I'm in the top 20. You're in I'm the in top, the top 20. 20 of Chris Sims. That's, that's all I right. wanted. That's all I cared about. Ahmed's going to send all the top 20 quarterbacks merch. Yeah. It's all coming. Good t-shirt. Tell Catherine to get working. We should do that. That would be cool. It number like you, you unless just like a, number twelve is going to be offended. He's like, "Fuck this shirt." I know that right? is probably true. <laughs> Only the top five are going to like the shirt. Not then. even that. Maybe like <laughs> number two might not even. Yeah, like he'd that, be like, right? "What the fuck?" You're right. Yeah, what the fuck? I should be one. <laughs> we should just send one to the number one quarterback. <laughs> you're probably right. number one quarterback according to Chris Sims. <laughs> exactly. We should do that. Uh, uh, Pete, can we get on that? Can yeah. we start making that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Tell your red pants to get on. By the it, time, right? by the time we get it by the time we get it to him. He'll be uh, he'll be number fifteen or sixteen or something like that. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. At one time it was All number right. one. All right, everybody, you know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review. Monday, the quarterback countdown continues. We dig deeper into the top twenty. Yes. Actually the top nineteen. Right? That's where we're going. Ahmed, yes. you got you where are you going this weekend? Uh Tampa. All right. Tampa. In, yeah. Going Tampa. indoors. Going indoors. It's right. a good game. Rays and Dodgers. Ooh, good. So we're excited about All right. first time. In Tampa. I love I love Tampa, but I like the Yankees more and I want the Dodgers to win. Let's go, Dodgers. Here we go. Damn Rays got a nice little lead on my Yankees. Right now, you know, yeah. yep. But uh, I do respect that raised baseball team. Glad you got no horse racing. You don't have to do two jobs this weekend. <laughs> Just get your ass back here for the Monday pod, okay? We'll, we'll do. I need that's you all here. on Delta. That's all on Delta. I'll be there, ready to go. Okay. But it's a matter of if Delta can get well, me back. That's fifty fifty. Yeah, yes. I don't know about that. Yeah, we'll see. Pretty good this year. All right, everybody. Uh, peace out. Keep sending the questions. Have a good weekend, and it's Memorial Day, so oh, it's a Tuesday right. pod. So I don't, don't do pods on Monday. Right. You don't need to get back. So Delta. Delta, take your time. Fuck them over. (laughs) All right, everybody. Peace out. See ya. Clap it up. Clap it up. (laughs) 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.